Hello. Welcome back to the show. Shit I don't like with Ray and friends. Today I have a special guest, Liz, my friend. She's a fashion designer and merchandiser. Today we wanted to talk about cultural appropriation. You know, Halloween was a week ago, two weeks ago, and I feel like that's just the annual appropriation uh, holiday. (laughs) But for me, it's sort of a touchy subject because I do think that people sometimes get offended by things and don't need to be offended, but then clearly there are problems too. So first of all, how would you, Liz, define cultural appropriation? So for me, cultural appropriation is any time that someone of a larger group takes and steals from a smaller group that they don't truly even care about or appreciate or are concerned with. Okay, I'd agree with that. So I think the intention is also very apparent like you're you're taking them sort of to mock them or to disrespect them or you're wearing whatever outfit without fully understanding the the cultural relevance of the group that it comes from i think it for me it has to be a clear intent of disrespect rather than I feel like intention doesn't matter. So let's say you're like, oh, you know, I'm going to, you know, paint my skin black for (laughs) Halloween. I I don't care what your intention was. I feel like that is a clear disrespect. I feel like people don't do that as like. I mean, to me, for example, I know um, a year or two ago, someone. Uh, African-American female was yelling and screaming at this white guy for having dreadlocks. So I'm not to that extreme. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. It's his head. That's I'm not going to tell like. you what to do with your hair, right? <laughs> it's like, I really don't care. But it's more so situations where it's like, oh, Kim Kardashian invented boxer braids like what the hell <laughs> that's true yeah that's what i Do you feel know like how long people have been wearing cornrows corn and i'm not even saying that black people own cornrows but clearly her and her sisters love to try to look like black women obviously maybe just look at the black community and think where did kim really get their hairstyle from like, she didn't invent that. Are you serious? Yeah, and that's why I feel like it's about giving credit to the, the the larger culture when it really comes from another culture. Like, I was at a, a conference. I, I danced, and so I was at a, a tap festival a month or two ago, and one of the... We had a panel about um, appreciating dance and spreading you know, tap culture, and one of the panelists was this Indian woman, and she also, you know, taught traditional Indian dance and yoga and stuff, and she said that she had a class full of all 
you know, Indian children and she was teaching them yoga and she asked them, you know, where does yoga come from? And none of these Indian children knew that yoga was from India. They thought like some, you know, white ladies on Instagram invented yoga because that's all you really see now. And so she talked about cultural appropriation from from her perspective and how yoga really is an ancient spiritual tradition and now it's just become the exercise of choice for suburban housewives and they don't really not in all cases but a lot of times they don't really respect the original intent of what yoga was for nor do they care to respect it so to me that's you know a textbook example of cultural appropriation where something's taken by the dominant culture with no thought or respect to the origins and you know that's not to say everyone who does yoga is a bad person like I do yoga I'm not from India but it's about understanding the tradition and where it comes from and why these movements are significant rather than just doing it and you don't know anything about it I think that's the the main qualm like you mentioned Kim Kardashian before a lot of people were mad that on Halloween she dressed up as Aliyah saying that's cultural appropriation I thought that was pretty stupid like I love Aliyah but she's not a culture she is a singer and uh, she I love Aliyah and probably I think maybe people were mad if Kim Kardashian is not really an Aliyah yeah. fan and she doesn't know anything about her I think that was just people wanting to be mad just to be bad, bad you know just to be mad at her I, I didn't see anything wrong with it um, especially if it's someone that she admires and yeah. to me as long as she didn't like paint her skin and do blackface <laughs> And I thought it was okay. I mean, if I want to dress like Cher, yeah. I would hope no one would say, oh, no, like, you can't do exactly. that. You know, I think it's more so, to me, the bigger issue is that them trying to be like black women in their normal life. <laughs> their everyday life. Yeah, just and black person. like, oh, now I have lip implants, and then now I have this super dark tan. And, it, and it's like, oh, my God, it just gets tiring when that's not accepted. And when black people do exactly, so and that's that's more so I think is the issue, or or even I, you know I can't speak for all black people, but if you think about you know Hispanics or like you said Indians or you know Native Americans, there's just so much where it's just like really stop and think about it. Like you may think something is look, looks nice, but it doesn't mean you can do it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like on Solange's song Fubu. It's like. It's just some shit you can't do, <laughs> and that's okay. Like, but why you? Why they get so mad when they can't do it? I, feel I don't like- know. Because if a man told me, you know, please don't do this, I find it very disrespectful. I will apologize to him, say okay, and move on. Because I have no idea what it's like to be a man. So I think in the same sense, you have no idea what it's like to be a black woman. So if black person is saying, hey, I think that is inappropriate. I don't even need to fully understand why you think it's inappropriate. I just need to know that that offends you or you find that disrespectful. Don't do it. So I don't don't even see why they would even have to turn into a a back and forward discussion. Not to say that other people shouldn't be able to have a voice, but the whole point is you're taking away from people who don't really have a voice. 
And if you do it, it's cool. And if we do it, it's ghetto. Yeah, that's like with so the whole true. colored hair trend. You know how many times girls in the hood are like coloring their hair red, yeah. green, blue, lime. But it's like if a celebrity of another color do it, does it, oh, all of a sudden trendy. it's not ghetto. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is it's so true. Like, what the even heck? like the hoop earrings, right. or like you were saying. Even or if they're wearing style, bandanas yeah, bandanas or, or track suits right. are all in style. Like if a certain population does it, then it's cool right. and trendy. But the people who actually created it, yeah. they're seen as like lower class. And even I took a class in college that was on racial politics, and our professor discussed this that um, there's cultural biases i guess towards a minority like he gave an example of madonna you know madonna was wearing a sari and people were applauding her like oh she's so fashion forward wearing a sari and stuff but if an indian woman like wore a sari here people would just be like oh you're so old-fashioned like why are you dressing like this assimilate people would attack this woman for wearing her traditional clothes as being some sort of threat to american identity and she should just blend in and Mm -hmm. do wear american clothes but if you know madonna does it then she's seen as some fashion icon yeah It's, it's so awesome yeah and i think it's not just that like even when you speak of like heritage and tradition like even when i came here i saw some things you know i've been at different workplaces and it's just like oh this is tribal oh this is navajo and it's like really seriously like so what you're saying is you like this print you don't know the history behind it did you ask the navajo people for permission to use their artwork if it really is true navajo like just something as simple as that it's like you're wanting to take from them because you think it looks nice great but why can't you appreciate it and buy from them Oh, that's actually a or really good point. If you're going to use their stuff, why not ask for their permission? Or you, you know? maybe use Native people as models right. in your advertising. Right. So if you were supporting them and, and the things that they cared about in their community, they, I still don't even think that would give you a license. I would still think you would want to ask them, like, hey, is it okay for me to use that? Because those prints actually mean something to them, mm-hmm. whereas it means nothing to you. Yeah. You just think, oh, this is cute, and this is, and it's like, actually, that's to me, it's very unintelligent and it's dumb and it doesn't make sense. If that's not like who you are, that's not what you're about. You actually just look foolish <laughs> <laughs> when you try to pull that stuff off. Um, yeah. And I and I understand a lot of people would say, oh, we just really appreciate it. You know, we really think it looks nice. Okay, again, I, who cares about your intentions? <laughs> You know? That's true. I think you brought up a good point about, you know, if it looks nice, then why don't you celebrate the people who actually did it instead of trying to, like, co-opt something as your own and get credit for your creativity. Um, a lot of people were mad earlier this year at the Marc Jacobs fashion show where he had all of these white ladies and dreadlocks and uh a lot of designers you know use like you were said african prints and tribal prints and all of their responses are similar to what you say like they seem to just say you know it's fashion get over it but i think your solution is good that 
maybe ask asking whatever tribe for permission or even featuring people from that tribe in your ads on your runway or they're the women who weave these prints why can't they weave the textiles for you instead of some random factory in china yeah and i think um the thing with the mark jacobs show is not that it was necessarily bad it's just you don't appreciate black women you to the point where you they didn't you didn't even have them in your show he had so, like a few uh, he had like i think jordan dunn was on the yeah, show but if he wanted if he really wanted that look that's true you couldn't find <laughs> you couldn't find an actual like maybe five or six black women with dreadlocks to model i find that hard to believe i think it's really interesting especially in fashion i think th- those are fashion brands are probably the most daily you know obvious cultural appropriators we see in our life and the fashion world is very discriminatory like one of my favorite models her name is ebony davis you can follow her on instagram but i like her because she's not only a model she uses her platform to sort of expose biases in the industry and enlighten people and she says you know when you're going out for a show they say you know, uh, we like you, but we already got one black girl, so you can't be in our show and stuff like this. This is, but you think it's so, you're so inspired by it and you think it's so beautiful, but I'm not going to hire you. Exactly. And so that's the the bigger issue. Like is it, there's more to it than just saying, Oh, we don't want you to do our stuff. We don't want you to rock. Like, how about you start off by appreciating us? And then we can open up the doors of communication that way by having us in those rooms when you're making these decisions, even to say, like, you know, this really doesn't make sense. Or how does this fit in with the Mark Jacobs brand? Like, just really considering more to it than that. I, I read something recently where a young lady who's a model, she said that the hairstylist didn't even want to touch her hair or give yeah. her any hairstyle to walk <laughs> down the runway. So, in her hair is, of course, Afro texture, but yet all of a sudden you expect us to be like, oh my God, we just love the way that looks. No. And so that's why we want to copy it. Like, no, I'm sorry. No, I agree with that. It's like a lot, I mean, obviously we've made progress from 50 years ago, but sometimes there's a problem where you we take such minimal progress and give ourselves a pat mm-hmm. on the back. Like, oh, well you know designers might say oh we let like one black person and one asian who are even way lower represented than black people we let one of these people in okay that shows we're not racist (laughs) this is almost like a contest like we just get one of each to show we're not racist when really that's not showing you're not racist having one person showing you're not racist would be if you like this model it doesn't matter if you already have two black people one black people you let her in her show because you would never say oh we already have 20 white ladies like we can't have one more Mm -hmm. white lady (laughs) like that i mean well then you have to consider the other side of that i actually had a boss who talked to me about how he was discriminated against because he was white he was trying to get this job. And so then, to the other side of that, playing devil's advocate, there's going to be white models that are saying, well, I'm losing my job because you're hiring more Hispanic and Asian and black and 
So there's always gonna be another side of that. Well, that's how equality works. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry, (laughs) you can't. To people who say stuff like that, it's just funny to me. It's it's like you've been given an advantage for literally hundreds of years, (laughs) and now. Personally, I feel like there's enough room for everyone. I don't believe that my success depends on your failure. I think if you have a scarcity mindset where you think, oh, there's only one million dollars. If I don't take the million, I'm not going to get any. To me, that's not how it works. I feel like everyone is unique and has their Mm -hmm. own unique set of abilities and, and aptitudes. And if you're good at something... You know, you can yeah. succeed in one path. This person can succeed in one path. Like, because, you know, white people are now being forced to let other people in, that's not to the detriment of white people. I feel right. like that's to the benefit of everyone, I yeah. think. There's opportunities for everyone, and I think it's more so about appreciating each other's differences. I think, uh, going back to Kim Kardashian, part of the issue with her response when she... I don't even know if she was calling that an apology or not, is that she said she didn't see color. Oh, I I hate that. People say that because I am a beautiful chocolate woman. You best see this color. Like, (laughs) I show side when I got with the mirror this morning. So so stupid. I hate when people say that. What you're supposed to do is see that I'm black, see that that person is brown, see that this person is white appreciate their beauty yeah but to say that you don't even see oh, it that's so stupid i mean that's the most <laughs> dumbest disrespectful thing i ever heard of in my life i love that my skin tone i love that i'm black so it's actually a diss for me for you to say you don't see it like it's okay no i, I hate that i think people, there's nothing wrong with that i was listening to like trevor noah on youtube and he did this little bit about how he was Asking, he was at some conference and this white lady was like, Oh, I want you to meet this man. Uh, and he said, Oh, okay, who is he? And the lady was like, Didn't want to say he was black. And she was like, Oh, well, you know, uh, he's like uh, this tall. And uh, like, she went all around and then she saw him and she's like, Oh, that guy. And Trevor was like, Oh, you mean like the only black person in this entire room? Like, why didn't you just say that? <laughs> Why, why are you trying to cut around? And the woman was like, oh, you know, I don't really use words like that. I don't see those things. No. And he's like, what do you mean use words like that? Black is not a bad word because being right. black is not bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel yeah. like, honestly, that's how I, I think the new way, at least my opinion, <laughs> I spot racist by if they call me an African-American because I feel like... <laughs> I don't mind that, but I feel like people, like white people who don't hang around around black people, like use African American a, a lot because they think it'll offend me. But it doesn't offend me. I'm black. Yeah, you I'm can use either by, one, but yeah, but I feel like they. You can tell when someone's really apprehensive to label you as black. Like it's not bad. I'm black, you're white, whatever. Like like you said, I think it's about acknowledging people and you can't acknowledge people's different differences if you don't acknowledge, you know, their heritage. You can't 
you don't know, you can't be sensitive to some people's needs or know how to help them if you don't acknowledge that they might be different from you and have different experiences from you. So it's not bad to say black. It's not bad to be black. (laughs) We all see what people look like. (laughs) And I think that acknowledging differences and appreciating them helps us not to be in situations where we're just like, stealing from somebody else because it's like oh you know i didn't even notice that black people wore dreadlocks like really (laughs) stop (laughs) i didn't notice Aaliyah was black really (laughs) like just stop and i think just playing devil's advocate again i've heard people say where um black women wear hair extensions black women get relaxers black women get their hair color and it's like, okay, again, that was black women trying their hardest to assimilate originally. That was the reason. It was like, and first well, of all, white people don't hair. own straight hair. Like, they many people have straight hair. It's not. But I've heard this. I've heard this argument before. No. It's like, you well, you guys will get with all this weave and you doing Brazilian. Well, a lot of people are forced, like you said. Even I was reading flight attendant like rules on hygiene what they say like you can't have dreadlocks and be a flight attendant that's considered unacceptable some people having braids it's unacceptable so as black women a lot of times you're forced to present your hair in a a way that appeases the white person and i think that's the part of cultural appropriation that hurts is that even now there are schools who tell little black girls like yeah you can't can't wear your hair like this or you can't have braids and be a cheerleader and you can't and it's like, wow, but the minute that some famous person that's not black does it, all of a sudden it's so hip and it's so cool and it's so nice and it's right on trend. And it's just like, no, like, let us have something, please. Like, seriously, like, you're, you're saying to me, okay, this is ugly on you because you're a black woman, but the minute that someone else does it, all of a sudden it's so beautiful and it's attractive when it actually came from me and my people like are you serious (laughs) so i think that's the issue with um cultural appropriation like i can't speak for all black people there's a plenty of black people who probably could care less but i'm just saying from the perspective of someone who would say you know that really offends me or they hurts my feelings or this that and the other today i think so many people complain about dumb stuff Mm-hmm. to where when you bring us something that's a valid point they just lump it in like oh you guys just want to complain about something are you and it's like no this this is there's hundreds <laughs> hundreds of years of us being told that what we do and who we are isn't good mm-hmm. so it's more it's there's so much more to it than that and so i think at the end of the day it's just like if i say it's a no it's a no right okay, like don't ask Liz. <laughs> But not necessarily me, like, you know, like I'm saying, like, if, you, if you're if you looking at a Native American woman and she's saying, like, hey, this is mine, it belongs to me, can you not respect her enough to just say, you know what, we're going to let you have it, you know? Yeah. Like, you have been through enough. <laughs> so, well, okay. I don't need to dress up on Halloween like a Native American woman, like, yeah, there's I so agree. much more to it than the way someone dresses or the way someone speaks is like I mean even within the black community it's like if you have someone saying like oh you're dressing like this culture or you're dressing like no I mean we're different and I think that's the point like appreciate that we are different but even within our own community we're different from each other right Mm -hmm. so that's what I'm saying I can't speak for all black people it's just certain things where 
I feel like at this day and age, in 2017, it should just be obvious do what you think, to do and what not to do. Like, black people can appropriate other black people's culture. Because I know some people, like, I have a friend that's Jamaican. Obviously, if you listen to Drake, you know Drake is, like, mm-hmm. Jack and Jamaican style all the time. This fool is from Canada. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't know anything. And he is annoyed yeah. because he's he says, you know... And it's true. People won't actually listen to actual dance hall. They think, oh, that's not cool. But if Drake makes, like, a dance hall sounding song, people will listen to that. Yeah, I think um, there was a famous artist that came out and spoke about that. I don't know if it was Sean Paul. Oh, yeah. I I think he talked about Major Lazer. Sean Paul did. They were saying they don't mind you being inspired by their music, but incorporate them, right? Mm -hmm. So why don't you have an actual Jamaican artist featured on one of your songs? And why don't you say in the song, shout out to the artist that you're... So it's like, I think if you really think about it, that if you're looking at it that way, how many R&B songs did white people still? <laughs> oh, all back of them. in the day, right? <laughs> Rock songs, R&B, right. everything. But then there are songs where I mean, wasn't one of Whitney Houston's top-selling um, performance songs that was taken from a country? Oh yeah, song. I will always love right? you. A so lot of people like, don't know that. Where is the line on that? Mm-hmm. Could they go back and say, well, Whitney Houston took you know? So I don't know. I think it, that kind of gets a little bit blurry but i'm more concerned with highly offensive things like you know i'm gonna try to make my skin look black or i'm gonna get blood implants and lip implants <laughs> try to look like a black woman but i'm telling a black woman she's ugly yeah. that's the thing I and what about. a lot of people don't understand about blackface is that it's not just like putting makeup on your skin in america minstrelsy was a big program where white people would literally paint their faces actual black, not brown, like black tar, and put, uh, like, red lips. That's where modern clown makeup comes from, is from white people doing blackface, which a lot of people don't know. And you would go around and they'd have menstrual shows where the white people, you know, put on this black makeup clown makeup and acted like buffoons and the white people would come and pay this and laugh about it like this was an actual industry in america so a lot of people don't understand the history and think oh i'm just gonna do this that's historical reasons why you shouldn't do it and you should know these things so people just need to make themselves aware yeah, I think it's like replace cultural appropriation with cultural appreciation. I love that. And I that. think that will open up the door, you know, for us to yeah. be able to have these discussions and things to make sense. Because just sometimes understanding the history about something, you will appreciate it so much to where you're like, you know what? I'm going to respect that about their culture. And I'm not going to, like, steal it. I'm not going to try to copy it. I'm not, you know, yeah. you just want to see it, like art in an art museum like you know yeah you can just go and like man it's beautiful appreciate it but don't take it down from the wall right oh wow so deep words from liz (laughs) 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 appreciate it don't take it down for from the wall i love that i think that's a great note to end this episode on i have a question for you listeners You know, if you enjoy the podcast, please tell 
five of your friends about it. Maybe you don't have five friends. Maybe you only got three <laughs> friends. Tell those. Maybe you only got one friend. Tell him or her. Or they. <laughs> or if you don't even have one friend, that's sad. Maybe you could join a meetup or, like, get the Bumble BFF app. Because I want all my listeners to be happy. So tell your friends about this show. It's new. I'm trying to get my listenership up and we're on now. We're, I'm on Stitcher and TuneIn, so you can listen to the podcast there. Tried to get on the podcast app several times, but you know, Apple's they don't like that shit is in the title of my podcast. They're kind of <laughs> into censorship. Come on, Apple, just like stop being prudes and let my podcast in. But thank you and have a good day. Bye.